Part three, propositions six to ten of the Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza, translated by R. H. M. Elvis. Part three, propositions six to ten. Proposition 6. Everything, in so far as it is in itself, endeavours to persist in its own being. Proof. Individual things are modes whereby the attributes of God are expressed in a given determinate manner. Part 1. Proposition 25. Corollary. That is, Part 1. Proposition 34. They are things which express in a given determinate manner the power of God, whereby God is and acts. Now no thing contains in itself anything whereby it can be destroyed, or which can take away its existence. Part 3. Proposition 4. But contrariwise, it is opposed to all that could take away its existence. Part 3. Proposition 5. Therefore, in so far as it can, and in so far as it is in itself, it endeavours to persist in its own being. Quad erat demonstrandum. Proposition 7. The endeavour, wherewith everything endeavours to persist in its own being, is nothing else but the actual essence of the thing in question. Proof. From the given essence of anything, certain consequences necessarily follow. Part 1. Proposition 36. Nor have things any power, save such as necessarily follows from their nature as determined. Part 1. Proposition 29. Wherefore the power of any given thing, or the endeavour whereby, either alone or with other things, it acts or endeavours to act, that is, Part 3. Proposition 6. The power or endeavour wherewith it endeavours to persist in its own being, is nothing else but the given or actual essence of the thing in question. Quad erat demonstrandum. Proposition 8. The endeavour, whereby a thing endeavours to persist in its own being, involves no finite time, but an indefinite time. Proof. If it involved a limited time, which should determine the duration of the thing, it would then follow solely from that power whereby the thing exists, that the thing could not exist beyond the limits of that time, but that it must be destroyed. But this, Part 3, Proposition 4, is absurd. Wherefore, the endeavour wherewith a thing exists involves no definite time, but contrariwise, since Part 3, Proposition 4. It will, by the same power whereby it already exists, always continue to exist, unless it be destroyed by some external cause, this endeavour involves an indefinite time. Proposition 9. The mind, both in so far as it has clear and distinct ideas, and also in so far as it has confused ideas, endeavours to persist in its being for an indefinite period, and of this endeavour it is conscious. Proof. The essence of the mind is constituted by adequate and inadequate ideas. Part 3. Proposition 3. Therefore, Part 3. Proposition 7. 
both in so far as it possesses the former and in so far as it possesses the latter it endeavours to persist in its own being and that for an indefinite time part three proposition eight now as the mind part two proposition twenty three is necessarily conscious of itself through the ideas of the modifications of the body the mind is therefore part three proposition seven conscious of its own endeavour note this endeavour when referred solely to the mind is called will when referred to the mind and body in conjunction it is called appetite it is in fact nothing else but man's essence from the nature of which necessarily follow all those results which tend to its preservation and which man has thus been determined to perform further between appetite and desire there is no difference except that the term desire is generally applied to men in so far as they are conscious of their appetite and may accordingly be thus defined desire is appetite with consciousness thereof it is thus plain from what has been said that in no case do we strive for wish for long for or desire anything because we deem it to be good but on the other hand we deem a thing to be good because we strive for it wish for it long for it or desire it proposition ten an idea which excludes the existence of our body cannot be postulated in our mind but is contrary thereto proof whatsoever can destroy our body cannot be postulated therein part three proposition five therefore neither can the idea of such a thing occur in god in so far as he has the idea of our body part two proposition nine corollary that is part two propositions eleven thirteen the idea of that thing cannot be postulated as in our mind but contrariwise since part two propositions eleven thirteen the first element that constitutes the essence of the mind is the idea of the human body as actually existing it follows that the first and chief endeavour of our mind is the endeavour to affirm the existence of our body thus an idea which negatives the existence of our body is contrary to our mind etc quod erat demonstrandum end of part three propositions six to ten